Welcome to another edition of Full Time Out with K Black and everybody's uncle. Today, it's an episode all about the league, man. You know, the first week has been over. We got a couple games under our belts. You know, Christmas is around. Holidays. How you been over there in Tampa? Yeah, I've been good, man. I've been good. You know, just taking it one day at a time. You know, happy basketball is back. You know what I mean? And, you know, we're, we're not going to complain about that. Oh, for sure not, man. We can't complain about that. Especially, I mean, we've had, you know, a couple good games. We're happy to see KD back. We're happy to see Kyrie back. Obviously, Steph, you know, Chef Curry, the sauce. Um, so, we're going to start off. What have been some of the most, you know, surprising or some of the stuff that you're like, man, I'm really happy to see that going on, you know, around the league? Um Man, I, I might start by saying that the dynamic of the Brooklyn Nets squad. Yep. Uh, you know, a lot of jokes were made about, you know, they might need a couple of extra basketballs. and But, you know, like I think Kyrie taking that time off, he's different. You know, I mean, unless I'm crazy, but it seems like he's more locked in defensively. Yeah. <laughs> he looks more locked in defensively. Yeah. Right, right. I thought I was crazy. Like, I really sat down and watched him. Yeah, you know I'm saying yesterday, even if even if, even though they lost, um, but I was locked in. You know, what I mean, just watching how he operates. Uh, you know, KD seems to be locked in defense, but he's been like that since since Golden State's. You know, what I mean, I feel like playing in a system that is not, you know, what I'm saying solely dominate on him iso ball. Mm-hmm. It kind of put him in a situation where he was like, you know what, I know I'm going to get my buckets without stressing. So let me, you know, put some of that energy on the defensive end of things. He's contested a lot more shots yeah. uh, and things like that. And, you know, I'm watching, I'm like, whoa, like, you know, these guys seem locked in defensively and it's it's scary, you know what I mean? And then obviously on the offensive side, I feel like the, the ball's moving a lot more than I was expecting, you know what I mean? I thought it was going to be a lot of, you know, pounding the ball at one spot, Kyrie, you know what I mean? But it, it ain't, that's not what it looks like so far. No, definitely not, and, and and I'm glad you you mentioned that, especially about the ball movements. I think one thing about Mike D'Antoni is that, is that he's always wanted an offense where the ball moves and players move. It's just that he was caught up with this guy that was probably the most efficient isolation scorer we've seen in a while. So he kind of had to, you know, play through his strengths, which were isolation basketball, and and it sort of got lost that, you know, his brand of basketball is really pushing the tempo, moving the ball, moving the ball fast and moving player really quickly so that you get the most efficient shot early in the shot clock. And with the guys that they have, this is like, like, like the perfect marriage. It's, it's incredible to watch, honestly. You know? Definitely. Definitely. No, it's, uh, I'm watching it. And it's amazing. to see. And I think this might be very, very much underrated. And folks might think I'm being biased, but KD might be like the most quiet, like prolific score we have probably ever seen in this era, in any era of basketball, just because I'm watching him and he's the best player on the team. Oh, yeah. He doesn't command that. Mm-hmm. Falls on him because he's that good. Yeah. And and, and that's that's the thing about KD and, and why I've always appreciated him is that you can put him in any system, and this is a guy that is going to make you better, and he's going to succeed. KD is adaptable to anyone. Anyone. You know, a lot of the guys and a lot of the better players in the league 
cannot adapt, you need to sort of adjust what you're doing to their strengths. But why I often say KD is the ultimate basketball player is that he's a seven foot player that can dribble, pass, and shoot. And at the same time, he can defend on the perimeter and protect the rim. So he really, really has no flaws whatsoever on the court. And like as far as shooting, is one of the, really the best shooters ever. Right. So you can really put him in any spot. You can play him at the five. You can play him as, you know, bringing the ball up. And really, it really works in any sort of way. You know, you can have him with two bigs inside and it doesn't matter. You can have him in a five-out five out setup and it really doesn't matter to him because his skill set is really just so adaptable. And and the fact that you say this is the most silent score is just when you look at him, the way just how he cuts and he forces you to get into his body because you don't want him to catch the ball and instantly they call a foul. When he catches it and you have a hand on him, instantly he's going to rip through. And you get one or two of those and then suddenly you find yourself, you know, with other fouls that happen in the quarter in, this, in the flow of the game, you find yourself in a bonus and he does that again. That's two points at the free throw line. Right. And then all those little things that he does and you look in the third quarter, he has 20 points on six, six, seven shots. Right. You know, and, and, and that's why he's just the most efficient guy to have on the team. And he's probably, I, I think right now we can say he's really the best basketball player in the East, at least. I mean, the league, we're going to have to see what happens in the playoffs and whatever. But as just for, as far as the East, I don't think it's a debate between him or Giannis, who's a better basketball player and who's the more adaptable basketball player. Flat out KD. You know, I mean, that's not even uh, a conversation. I mean, just like all the stuff you said, but I'm I'm thinking about how, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know how, like, a lot of, like, some of the superstars, you know what I mean? Like, uh, Kobe or, 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 the, or the MJs, like, they're so great at scoring that sometimes they could just start the game and like, yo, let me, let me let my guys eat mm-hmm. because I know when that time comes, I'm going to have to, you know what I'm saying, take over, but I need them to have that confidence first. Yeah. That's how KD does. Like you yep. see him posting up and he ain't even trying to make a move in the first few quarters. He just passing it because he knows guys are screening, you know what I'm saying, to get the, the shooters open. And he just bombing a pass to them and they're making shots and, he just sitting there and then things get a little shaky. All right, guys, let me handle this real quick. Exactly. Boom, 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 boom. Ten points in a row. All right, okay. Everybody gets to play again. You know what I mean? It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. No, it's really – and, you know, when we spoke about it this summer about uh, – and I told you I was happy to see Brianna Stewart from the Seattle Storm really do great after Achilles. And I said, you know, I think that gives me hope for um, – for KD because I feel like, you know, this is a situation. They have similar games. They dominate in similar fashion. Right. And I think that could really translate well for KD. And this is exactly what happens. Like, you can tell that maybe he's lost a little bit of the bounce, but the first step is still there. Uh, I mean, you don't lose your shooting. It's probably even improved, the shooting. Right. And everything else. I mean, the feel for the game, that's something that's going to stay with him until he's 60, probably. You know? So... He's still able to dominate the game the same way and at the same level that he dominated pre-injury. Right. And 
I think to me, like, that's that's a really, really great sign for guys because back then, like, even, like, five years ago, an Achilles injury was a career, like, breaker, career ender, you know? Guys never came back as the same players. Definitely. You know, so it, it's really fun to watch, man. I, I think that's obviously their must-see TV, but, man, those two together, uh, I'm going to say I totally agree with you. It's It's been really, 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 really beautiful. Definitely. Um, and then before we move on, I'm going to probably go on and, and say they might be the two most prolific scorers, like, duo that we probably ever seen. Like, both dudes, I can't name of, you know what I'm saying, much flaws in their games. You know what well, I'm saying? Like, I'm talking about, like, you know, Kyrie being Kyrie and KD being K KD. Like, I don't know, man. Well, I, I think it's similar to how KD and Steph meshed together you know where and i think what makes steph i think probably gives the edge to kd steph is and we talked about it for steph is the fact that steph really plays well off the ball and Kyrie's shown that ability a little bit now like you you, you see him coming off screens and doing those you know catch and shoots and and i'm like okay you know he's not just a guy that wants the ball in his hands and you know so If Kyrie has that in his game and it's close to the level as that, that Steph has, I totally agree with you. But the fact that Steph can play really well off the ball, I think it, it kind of sets him apart because now you have two guys that can do amazing things with the ball and also without the ball where they can just move off doubles and singles and, you know, kill you without even having to dribble the basketball. My only thing is Steph does not have that one-on-one -on -one game that Kyrie has, though. Oh no, yeah. You know what I mean, and, and that's the that 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 might be the the only reason why you know what I'm saying like I'm giving that edge to to Kai. I think you're right. When it comes to that system, the way they play together, that thing was a match made in heaven. Yeah, I mean, but right now you see, I see how Kyrie was, you know, Spencer was bringing up the ball, Kyrie playing off the ball. You know what I'm saying? Kind of letting Spencer be himself a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Even though he's not getting off, you know, as many shots as he was last year. But, you know, Kyrie is not as ball dominant as we've seen him, you know what I mean, in the past. And But just, uh, you know, the Kyrie's ability to post up. You know what I'm saying? Things like that. I've never seen Steph post up anybody. Never, 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 never. Their, their offensive skill set is flawless. Yeah. Yeah, no, that that that, that is true. <laughs> Kyrie's ability in one-on-one -on -one situation is unmatched for a player at his position. It's crazy. It's really, like, it's out of this world. Like, every time he makes a shot, I'm just like, oh, my God. Oh my. Like, my reaction gets worse and worse every time. It's like, like some of the shots that he made in the first half against Charlotte, like, uh, when he posted up Terry, and I think Gordon came to help, and he, like, kind of double-clutched it, and he... He put it off the backboard, and then he drove, and Lamelo came in help, and he switched hands and had that left hand finger, uh, finger roll. I mean, some of those things that he's making right now, and the efficiency at which he's playing. I mean, I got him on my fantasy team, and I can. I'm telling you, man, this guy is a blessing right now. <laughs> he's playing like <laughs> my my only thing though is. Uh... It's the fact that, and they're gonna have to figure this thing out. Yeah, they. I think KD came up and knocked down a three. Yeah, it was down crunch time. Yeah, and I think the next shot went to Kyrie. 
Now, I'm not mad at the – in any other situation, I'm not mad that the shot went to Kyrie. Mm-hmm. I feel like KD just made one. We got to – you know what I'm saying? He checked real quick. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, that's 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 how I feel in that situation, and that, and that might be the only knock, you know what I'm saying, on him right now is the fact that I get it. You can make those, and you do make those, but – you know what I'm saying? KD just made that. Let, let's see. Let's see if he could give us two in a row. Yeah. You know what I mean, maybe if he misses the next one, let's try out Kyrie. Because obviously, yes, both of y'all are definitely well equipped to make those shots. But you know what I'm saying? I'm going more with the flow of the game. Yeah. You know, and KD had about close to 30 points last night. Where it's like, you know, so try try to get him going. You know, try to you know get your best guy going. But um. One thing though that 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 I'm really hesitant on uh, on thinking is the fact that they may be too much of a of a jump shooting team, and I think we discussed it a little bit. Um, so, you know, the guys, yeah, they make shots at, at an incredible level, and they're both guys that always flirt with the fifty, forty, ninety. But at the same time, like when push comes to shove. Are they solely going to be relying on 15 footers or they have somebody that can get them sort of those easy, you know, buckets? You know what I mean? And maybe it won't be needed because they're going to be so good at making those 15 footers. And Katie showed it in two straight finals that it wasn't necessary because, look, I'm a guy that's unstoppable down, down the stretch. And if you put anybody on me, I'm still going to score. But there could be a situation where you know, they get cold and, you know, those 15-footers are not the answer. So what's going to be their plan B if those little jumpers don't fall, you know? So what what, what do you think about that? Do you think it's a non-issue that they're going to be fine or that could maybe be something down the stretch? I would have been worried if we didn't have two of the, two of the greatest one-on-one players in the game on the same team. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I, I would have been worried if that was the case. You know what I mean? And... Because you have those two that do get to the rim pretty easily. I think KD, if you put anybody above six, seven on him, he's taking them to the rack. Yeah. I mean, anybody smaller, he's posting them up. You know what I mean? So that's easy buckets right there. And Kyrie, ain't nobody staying in front of him. You know what I mean? Like you play, you go with a two man game with him and KD, it's over with. Who stopped? Oh, yeah. No, no. (laughs) So I'm, I'm not really worried about that. Um, like I said, if it was another situation where it's like that team, but let's say you have other guys that are not as good as one-on-one players as those two guys, I would have been like, damn, they need somebody that you can really count on, you know what I'm saying, down the stretch. But those those two guys are way, you know, too good right now for me to even be worried about that situation. Yeah, no, and honestly, so be, because I saw what Katie was able to do with Steph, uh, I got to agree with you on that. But it's still, like, it lingers on my mind for the future, you know, maybe. Because I've also seen, and obviously Westbrook is not the one-on-one player or the, the shot maker that Steph and Kyrie are. So defenses were able to sort of play early on KD and force him into tougher shots or kick it out to to a non-shooter. Um, but KD often had to settle for those 15-foot jumpers in OKC. Right. And as we saw, for instance, in the Golden State Series in 2016, those didn't fall and they ended up costing him uh, or them a chance in the finals. Right. So that's that's just my concern about, you know, having a team with uh, a guy that's, you know, 
consistently relying on on this jump shot as your as your main guy. It's also the lineup situation each though, right? Much stronger now. They're playing him at the four. Yeah. Automatic mismatch. Yeah. You want to play small ball. Even if you do play small ball, you can still put him at the five. Mm-hmm. And you, you you gotta match up with them once again, or he's gonna, you know, what I mean, he's gonna cook somebody in there. So I think time has changed. Um, mm-hmm. you know where you can zero, and then push come to shove, you still got Karis. You know what I'm saying? Uh, who right now, you know, he's he's a secret weapon. You know what I mean? Like yeah. one of those games, you could just let him loose, and you know that's about to be a problem. Yeah, you know what I mean, so. Uh, right now, I'm not really worried about them like that. You know what I mean? And one thing I was happy to see yesterday was I didn't know um, Joe Joe Harris. Yeah. I know, I know he could defend a little bit like that. Oh, no. That's why he got paid, man. <laughs> I mean, Usually, I'm used to shooters being the biggest liability in mm-hmm. there, but I'm watching them defend. I'm like, yo, like, he's not a liability at all. At all. At all. He's, a, he's actually maybe a plus defender. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so I was like, yo, like, this team is a little scary. The fact that, you know what I'm saying, those guys, you know what I'm saying, like, they could do it. And then they just got way too many shooters around, man. I'm sorry, but they got too many shooters for for that. Like, they got Buddy coming off the bench, not only defending, but knocking them shots down. Yeah. I'm not worried about the one-on-one situation for Kyrie or KD, man. <laughs> nah, that's facts. And and honestly, like, let me, yeah, that, that is true. Like, KD... Post-2016 KD is a completely different KD because the fact that he got stronger and is now, like, he understands what type of team that he needs for him to be, like, at the peak of his powers. Where in OKC, he was consistently playing. Like, his second-best shooter in most lineups was Ibaka. Now he never plays with uh, sort of a, a not more than one non-shooter on his team, you know? So it's really harder for defenses to really contain him that well so they have to play him one-on-one if they play him if they double him then he has open shooters all around the court so and if you guard him one-on-one just pray to the lord because you know <laughs> it's, that's your only solution at that point so yeah no so, so i agree with you but how do you think the spencer uh injury is going to affect them because he's out for the year now no apparently he might be back uh oh yeah you think yeah Cause it's okay. partial, right? So mm-hmm. they're talking about from what I'm, I've been hearing. But I think with Spencer being out, they need they need one more dude. You know, what I mean, they need, and it doesn't have to be at Spencer's level. Yeah. Um, and it, it just need to be a solid dude that you know. Uh, obviously, he has to be a knockdown shooter. Yeah. He has to be able to make shots so that he doesn't hurt the team in that way. And and maybe even a you know a perimeter defender. You know, mm-hmm. what I mean, I'm not sure if uh. Uh, what's his name? Damn, I forgot his name. He was with uh Portland last year. Trevor. If Trevor's still available, man. Yeah. I mean Trevor's a nice little piece. Um he gets to cover the you know, the other team's three man, you know what I'm saying, or perimeter. He could mm-hmm. be the primary guy and then knock down them wide open shot that <laughs> some of those shots that Landry Shamit couldn't make yesterday. You feel me? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> So, you know, if if they bring him, you know what I mean, if they bring somebody like that in, I think they're solid. I think they're missing a piece right now. Uh, yeah. And that and a solid piece like that will will, will get the job done. But, I, I, you know, there's a lot of, you know what I'm saying, I'm, th- I'm sure there's some vets out there, especially around, you know what I'm saying, trade or people that want to get some stuff off their, their, um, their roster. 
you know mm-hmm. what I mean, that, that want to play on a winning team, they're going to pick one of those up eventually. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not even worried. I think it's more about getting this team to gel properly and just kind of keep getting better. You know what I mean? Getting the guys off the bench, you know what I'm saying? Give them that confidence that they need so that, you know, when, when they get to playoffs, you know, they they help them boys, you know, win a championship. Yeah, that's for real. No, and, and so, so, I mean, I think we agree that that's been our sort of our our favorite team to watch uh, in the in this early season, especially, you know, having those two guys back. So we're going to move on uh, for our next segment. We're going to make our picks for the uh, award season. Well, not the award season. Sort of our, 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 our picks for the season. So finals, MVP, rookie of the year, and who's going to be champion. Right. So let's first start off with the fi- uh, the MVP pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, MVP? Yeah. Who you got? Oh, my man. Slim Reaper himself. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Durant. <laughs> hey, you know, I was worried, though, that because I, I know we had a debate last year around the All-NBA. You know what I mean? It was, it was basically you, Luca against everybody. <laughs> yeah, Luca against everybody. You know I mean? Now Luca is favorite to win it, uh, according to the odd makers in Vegas. Right. Why didn't you pick Luca? Because I have KD too. But why didn't you pick Luca? Because I feel like KD is about to transform the whole team. You know what I mean? And I think the impact is going to be too flagrant mm-hmm. for them not to get it. And at the same time, too, my my whole conversation, especially with last year's joint, was. If I switch Luca with LeBron, yeah, is, does that team stay the same or they drop significantly? And I felt like, you know, they're the same, pretty much the same team. Yeah, you know I mean, you give Luca Anthony Davis and the way he was whooping last year, especially in the bubble. Pff, come on, man! Oh, you yeah, talk about probably. championship team there. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, tell me, and don't get me wrong, I think Luca is gonna be still gonna be really, really good. Uh, Obviously, but I think we're going to get used to what he's been doing that we might take him for granted once more. And because KD is going to come in there and do something that we haven't seen him do in two years, automatically, you know what I'm saying, he's going to be favorite. You know what I mean? Especially with Brooklyn Nets going from where they were to where they're going to be at, or at least the conversation we're having about them. I think, you know, that's why, you know, I'm picking KD. Yeah, and and the thing is, like, if you think about the MVP voting uh, all time, It's always, aside from Russell Westbrook, which, I don't know, revisionist history would probably say that it was a mistake. Uh, <laughs> most of the MVPs had, were on teams that were top three seeds. And I, I, I'm really not sure about Dallas being a top three seed this year, especially without Porzingis for you know a little while. Um, but the, Brooklyn is definitely, I think, going to be a top two, if not the number one seed in the, in the East. Right. So... That's why, like, yeah, I agree with you. You know, the fact that we haven't seen KD in a while, it's like the voters, they don't have sort of that voter strategy that we're probably going to have with a guy like Giannis, a guy like Braun. So it's really going to be, okay, well, this guy com- is coming back. It's still an elite-level player. It takes a team that was a seventh seed to probably a top two seed. Right. Uh, Yeah, I think it's going to be, uh, yeah, that's going to be the choice. I th- yeah, I'm glad we agree on that, though. I mean, I was expecting a little heated debate, but yeah, <laughs> look at you. 
Listen. Look at us evolving, man. All right? <laughs> hey, man. It, it, like my man said, even Ray Charles can see that <laughs> my man KD's the best player in the league. Right? <laughs> oh, but uh, shout out to that page, though. 8i Media. They, they did a, a, a little highlight video of KD against on, on Christmas game. And they had it with a, a little Stevie Wonder song, you know, to, to, <laughs> to go at the same time. And he said that exact same team. Even even Stevie can see it. Right? I mean, <laughs> just the best basketball player in the league. <laughs> you know, man, that dude, hey, he, he he's letting us know, man, on that, uh, on that Roy Jones thing, man. Y'all must have forgot, man. <laughs> for real, for real, for real. Yeah. Um. Uh, so rookie of the year, what about rookie of the year? I know we did, you know, a lot of you know draft podcasts. We previewed the draft. We had a live draft reaction. Um, so when we did our prospect ranking, I was really a, a proponent of of Wiseman, and I I thought that was by far the best pro- prospect because the floor was the highest, and I felt like the ceiling also was the highest. So to me, there was no question that this guy should be the number one prospect and whoever had the number one pick probably should pick him. Right. Uh, when it came to the draft, obviously, we we knew what we knew and we, we decided that, you know, we would pick Anthony Edwards because, you know, the consensus was that Edwards would go number one. Right. But for my part, my rookie of the year, I think it's going to be Wiseman. Yeah, I'm a believer now. I'm a believer. Do you have that same choice? Yeah, I'm a believer. You know what I mean? Coming in, I didn't I didn't really believe in that. Yeah. Um, but like you said, I think that the opportunity that he's getting, that's one. Mm-hmm. Playing with a guy like Steph, and Draymond hasn't even played yet, but I think he's even going to be even way better when Draymond gets in because Draymond's ability to pass and, and things like that. But it's yeah. just, just the stuff he's been doing off his raw talent, and I'm like, whoa. Yep. Imagine when things get together and he's playing with them boys, you know what I mean? Like, it's going to be on some whole different type thing. So, no, I'm a believer. I'm a believer. I think he's going to be rookie of the year. It's going to be by landslide. I don't even think it's going to be close. Um, I'm looking around the league and, you know what I'm saying, the other guys are not getting in there like that. You know what I mean? Not the same opportunity as him, but I don't even feel like they're they're ready like he is. You know what I'm saying? A lot of hype around LaMelo, but that's just, you know, the the bells and whistles from, you know, being who he is and his dad and things like that. But as far as, like, you know what I'm saying, delivery, uh, it's going to take him a few years. A lot of those guys is going to take him a few years. Yeah. Yeah, and especially a guy like Lamella, I think that's one thing that we, we agree upon. Like, the guys that sort of don't have the physical advantage, and it's really they're more built on skill and feel, uh, they take a little while, you know, to adjust to the speed, to, you know, the, the athleticism in the league. So... Yeah, LaMelo might take two, three years to really look like, like the guy that we expect him to be down the line. But 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 I think Wiseman from now is going to be able to produce at a high level. And, and uh, you said the, the opportunities that he's going to get, like Mark, Marcus Chris, Chris got uh, a broken leg injury. He's out for the season, right? He's out for the season. So that's even more, you know, I mean, they don't really have another replacement for Wiseman at that position now. So they're. I mean, they have uh, Kevon Looney. Oh yeah, they have Kevon that they can play at the five. That's facts. Yeah. So I mean, between Kevon and Wiseman, it's gonna be really those two guys, and I mean, it's just more playing time for him. And what he showed, like you said, the raw talent, the the fact that he has touch, 
has great athleticism. He can step out and make a couple shots from 15 to 20 foot. Right. Uh, so I think, I mean, for me, it's a no-brainer. It's it's really a no-brainer. No, definitely. Definitely. I, I, like I said, I'm a believer. I didn't believe it at first uh, when you were talking about him. But, I, you know, I watch... I watched him a little bit. And I'm like, yeah, nah, he 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 could do it. He and he is doing it. You know what I mean? So yeah. definitely, uh, I'm a believer now. Uh, and what you think about you know the the number one pick, Anthony Edwards? What you see out there for, from him? Yeah, he has some tools. It's just it's gonna take him a little bit of time. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, you know that shot got to be a little more consistent. Mm-hmm. It's just you know reading the NBA game like uh, <laughs> like a buddy from Portland told him. Uh, you ain't gonna muscle nobody over here. <laughs> yeah. You know, get that shot right. Yeah. But it's just it's gonna take my little time. It's gonna. Take mm-hmm. But I like I like him though. I like him. Like uh, he had a move yesterday. You know what I mean? He stopped a little bit. I seen a little D Wade in there. Yeah. I, I, yeah, and I feel like you know that's the biggest thing about him is he he sort of doesn't know really how to play yet that well. Right. But one on one, he's incredible. Right. But in like reading health defenses and understanding when to make certain passes and where to make them, like that doesn't come as easy for him. But just beating your guy one on one, because he has some skills. Like he can really handle the ball. He's he's got really good strength and he finishes really well. But like you said, the shot isn't there yet. But like if he has a guy in a one on one situation, in an isolation situation, he's probably gonna get a bucket. Right. And I think that's one thing that he can live off for now, but eventually, like, yeah, you got to be able to hit some shots, man. That Those first three quarters against the Lakers last night, that, that was that was hard to watch, honestly. <laughs> I mean, my man, my man was having a hard time. But, but you saw his first game, he had 18. Right. And you saw some of the flashes when he's making shots, and now it's like, okay, you got to guard him on closeouts. Now he's got that quick first step. He's got that strong body. If you stay on his hip, he's just going to muscle in uh, and make a make a little layup, you know? So he's got tools, man. Like we said, he's, he's a talent. He's a talent. It's just that if, if he doesn't figure those things out, the floor is really low. But if he figures them out, like, the ceiling is incredible. Definitely. Definitely. So, um, But, hey. I want to make a shout out though. You know, I mean, before we move on to the to the team stuff, you know, championship picks and final picks. Shout out to Markel Fultz. <laughs> <laughs> your boy. Hey man, I had to I had to put it out there, man. <laughs> boy, your boy, man. I believed. <laughs> I believed. No, but definitely stuck with him, man. I that was time I was like, you sure, man? You're like, yeah, man. Just give him a little time. <laughs> Hey man, I told you. you know what I mean, the three point shots not doesn't have to look like they looked like uh, at Washington, but if you if but if he's a threat, and now they have to play a little closer to him, it's a wrap. Yeah, and and watching him last night, I had this thought, and I, and I know you're gonna think it's blasphemous. <laughs> if he never loses his jump shot, it'd be on the Luca level right now. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's a that's that's my hot take part, but <laughs> Yeah, come on, man. But come I can't ca- what ca- you got in your drink over there, man. <laughs> <laughs> what you got in your drink, yo? Hey man, it's a little 
you know, a little wine. I mean, it's nothing. <laughs> nah, man, wine, wine with a splash of Hennessy, man. You talking crazy right now? <laughs> <laughs> you don't think he'd be one of a, a top top level player if he if he had a, a consistent jump shot right now, like like the one like pull enough hezzy pull up dribble and transition in your grill like he did at Washington. Then that that same thing could be said about anybody, really. No, because he had it. You saw him. <laughs> you saw him with that. That's why he was picked over Tatum. Nah, man. He was picked over Tatum because them boys were smart. <laughs> they knew what they were doing over there. That's why. They tricked them boys to pick him. <laughs> nah. It was a consensus. People knew. People knew what he was. You, they, you... But the thing is, it, it takes special eyes to see Tatum. That's why it takes special eyes to see Tatum. No, I, I think I think one of the things that, and I've often said it about Tatum, is that Tatum was probably over-evaluated. Because everybody had seen him since he was like 15, 14. Right. It became a thing where people picked on his flaws so much. The fact that, oh, he may be a bad defender in, at the next level because he looked slow-footed in high school. Um the fact that his three-point shot, you know, was a little o over his head, like his uh, his release point, so it would make his range a little harder to to get at the NBA level. And he shot like thirty-one percent at Duke, so a lot a lot of those things were correctable, and people didn't think that this guy would correct them. But it was like this guy's so skilled, like he puts in hours and hours in the gym. Like those are the things that he's gonna be able to correct. Right. So he was so 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 nitpicked. That that kind of cost him his stock, but he should have been like the second pick after Markel, because Markel really had little flaws. Like he had little to no flaws because he could shoot, he could pass, he could finish. He could, like he was a six five point guard with tremendous vision and scoring ability. But don't get it twisted though. They, the reason why they didn't pick him because uh, the Lakers had um, Brandon Ingram. That's why yeah. they didn't pick Tate. But 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 Celtics. Celtics had Jalen Brown. Yeah, but uh, Jalen Brown was more of just a catch-and-shoot guy, so that works well, way better than trying to put Tatum and B.I. together. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how I've seen it. That, to me, it was like one was a defender, catch-and-shoot, you know what I'm saying? Like a 3 and D guy, and the other was more of he does it all a little bit. You know what I mean? I think when push comes to shoving, that's what it looks like exactly right now. They're both playing great, but you know, one is, you know, the operator and the other one kind of watches and, you know, fit get in where he fits in. Mm -hmm. No, nah, that's true. That's true. Uh, but at the same time, the Lakers picked Kuzma in that same draft. Kuzma was a four. Yeah, but it was a four that was transitioning to play at on the perimeter. And once again, Kuzma was a catch-and-shoot guy. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't a ball creator like, yeah, that's, that those other guys were. Yeah, I mean, B.I., yeah. yeah, I mean, B.I., he's at his best when he has the ball in his hand. Yeah, I mean, B.I., definitely better decision-maker than Tatum. That's true. That's true. Uh, B.I. is definitely a better passer than T Tatum ever was when he was at the same age, so, yeah. Oh, definitely. It, sometimes the point it used to pissed me off earlier in the development stage of B.I. when, you know what I'm saying, he'll have a shot and he'll just make the right play. I'm like, come on, man, you got to shoot. <laughs> You're a bucket getter, man. <laughs> you feel me? But that ain't him, you know what I mean? Yeah. I always told you, I was like, he's going to be around 24 points. 
but he ain't never going to be an average in 30 or 28 type guy because he just always makes the right play. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's why I, I never really liked the KD comparison because I, I felt like KD is a scoring machine and KD was always a scoring machine. Right. But I felt like B.I. was just an offensive force. Like, he could do all those things. Like, he was super skilled and was less of a shot maker but just a creator of, you know, offense. And he could pass the ball. He could, you know, he could finish and... Like, it was a completely different player. So, yeah, that comparison to me was a little off, you know. Right, right. I mean, you know, anybody that's 6'10-ish, skinny, skilled, is KD. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you do. You're 6'10", you're skinny, you're skilled, you're KD. That's uh, comparison. It doesn't matter if you're playing the point guard or the center. <laughs> <laughs> that's fact. That's definitely true. Um but yeah, no. Just wanted to give a shout out to Mark Cal because you know he's putting up numbers. He's he's looking like uh, like a future star. No, I'm, I'm 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 happy for him, man. Like I love his game because it's so unorthodox and mm-hmm. and but it's super skill. It's just weird. He just be doing things. I think I was telling you before. It's like you gonna probably gonna have an interview with him and ask him, "Yo, what were you thinking when you did this?" He's like, "I don't know." <laughs> yeah, this is the type of talent he has. He just yeah. does things. Without necessarily thinking about it, it's just that's that's what just happened. You know what I mean? He can't explain it to you. Uh, like that pass that he made at the like at the end of the game against DC uh, two days ago. That behind the back. Yeah, like uh, how many guys in the league <laughs> like would even attempt that? Like he did. Like he was in traffic. He behind. He hit. He did a behind the back dribble to get in, diff- in a different position, and then did a behind the back pass with a cutting guy that sort of had a defender on him. You know, like, like that's hard. <laughs> that's a super he, was, he was probably annoying as hell the coach as a little kid because <laughs> he was doing things like, no, don't do it. Ah, dang. Man, that look good. Hey, man, keep doing what you're doing, man. <laughs> For real. Yeah, I mean, what the other kids are going to be looking at him trying to, you know what I mean, do the same. Don't, hey, don't do what he's trying to do, man. Stay in your lane. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like, yo. How is he even trying those things, but hey, no, it's definitely showing why he was a he was a top prospect. I mean, I, I I just wish that you know the the jump shot was still there, but you know for what it is now, he's still gonna be a really 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 good player in the league. Definitely. Full time. Um. So let's move on. You know, we got our our, our championship picks. So, who you have as the Eastern Conference champions. Man, I might have to go with KD and them boys, man, if they stay healthy. Yeah. Um, you know, I just don't see, first of all, like I said, them boys are locked in defensively. You know what I mean? They don't have the best defense just yet, but just them being locked in, you know what I mean? I think when it comes down to playoff, first of all, they have like a elite or supreme offense. Yep. You know what I'm saying? with a, a pretty solid defense. And yeah. that's going to get over anybody that has good offense and great defense. You know, mm-hmm. you're not going to stop them. You know, no. I mean, yesterday, the the other team did a pretty good job, and I, I believe they still scored about 100 points, didn't they? Yeah, it was uh, 109 to 106, I think. And there you go. And, you know what I mean? And first half, it looked like they were not going to score 100. You know what yeah. I mean? But they could just light up any given time, you know what I mean? That's the type of team that they am. This is still game, what, three, four? Yep. Game three. I imagine playoff comes, right. you know what I mean? It's a whole different ball game. So, yeah, I mean, it's hard to bet against them. Um, you know what I mean? 
By the way, shout out to the, to Gordon Hayward, man. We we yeah, man. We just spoke about him in in our preseason preview in our free agency talk. That guy, he's looking like a top thirty player again. He is. He is, and yeah, he seems very very comfortable because the one thing I like about him, another guy like that, is he doesn't force. He doesn't force it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he just goes in there, plays, and he comes out with you know twenty some points, and he didn't force anything. You know, what I mean, in that game, and that, I think he's he found himself a home over there. Yeah, and and they instill confidence in him that you know you're gonna be the first option. You're the guy. I mean, we we put him that one hundred twenty million, but I mean, and, and that's that's the same thing we talk about with you know KD about his game where it's effortless and he's a silent scorer because just those guys. They don't need, they're just making the right plays. You know, you close out on him and, you know, one dribble pull up. He's not going to force the issue to try to get to the rim because, you know, whatever. He's going to take the most, the, the available shots. Whatever the defense gives him, that's what he takes. And he's able to make any shots on the court. Exactly. Because he's a super steel guy. So, yeah, shout out to Gordy, man. Not yeah, like, no, definitely. Gordy doing his thing. Um, yeah, I had the same pick for, for East Champs. Right. I, but the thing is, I'm really, really looking forward to uh, them against the Heat. If they ever meet in the playoffs, and in whatever the whenever the regular season matchups are going to be, because I feel like come with that weak ass zone. Because yeah. <laughs> Charlotte tried yesterday, that didn't that didn't work too well. All right, man. Bang! And they're like, all right. They got flamethrowers out there, man. I mean, like Asan Whiteside said, we got shooters. <laughs> <laughs> we got shooters. You know what I mean? No, I mean, but no, but the thing is, the 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 Miami Heat have a lot of rangy defenders. They, you know, obviously they have Bam protecting the court, and they're just this a team that plays so hard, and they have depth. You know, I feel like they can bother the team like the Nets, just because. And I understand the Nets have Katie and Kyrie, who are amazing one on one players, but they can sort of really limit the other guys because they have so many good defenders on the roster. Right, and kind of how they did the Bucks in the playoffs, where they just don't do that. Don't no, no. Look, I'm I'm just gonna say what they did to the role players, especially where they completely yeah, don't do that. <laughs> don't completely do that. eliminated those guys that were one dimensional. It, but the thing is, it's easier when your main guy is guardable one on one. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Now that's like if if Giannis. Has a little mid range jumper, fifteen footer that's reliable. They can't do that. Exactly, that's for sure. Coming downhill and he bombs that, you know what I'm saying? That logo, you know what I'm saying? Three to bring mm-hmm. you out to guard mm-hmm. him. You know what I mean? Whoever that is, Bam or you know Jimmy. You know what I mean? First of all, you gonna put Jimmy on um on uh on KD or Kyrie? Um, I think you put Iggy on uh on KD. That's a good matchup. Jimmy put, on the other one. Yeah. You put Iggy on KD and Jimmy on Kai. See, that's that's still dangerous. And then and, and, and then another thing that happens is, like we said, Karras, the smooth criminal, man, he coming off the bench. He was a problem by himself. By himself. And now you got to put Duncan Robinson on him. That's... <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? Like, that's uh, tough. That's tough. That's tough. And no, that's they're looking tough. to play fast, too. That's dangerous, man. Like, before you even set up your defense, them boys are bombing that shot already. So, I know it's tough, man. And the, the beauty about KD is he doesn't just operate from the top, kind of like what, you know what I'm saying? Giannis, yeah. Yeah, you know, like LeBron, 
you know, whenever he was posting up, he was hurting them a little bit. So imagine a guy like, you know, KD, who can really score from down there, start posting up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Iggy, you know, shooting over him. Iggy can't do anything. You got to send a second defender. And now he's passing that thing to a, 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 a shot maker. Yeah. Now, and, and, and the thing you pointed out, that's really the, the key. The thing about Yanis is that you can guard him one-on-one. And and the one one thing that Giannis and, and a lot of people and say, you know, he needs a three or whatever. Nah, he needs a solid post-up game. And not necessarily a post-up game to, like a Shaq post-up game to, to get those baby hooks. Just a post-up game to get sort of that, you know, that little 15-footer. Right. You know, that, that mid-post game. You know, just backing down and get those little fadeaways in, you know. And that's going to open up so much for his team because if he's unguardable for them and the fact that they have, like I said, a lot of guys that one-dimensional that can just catch and shoot and they're not necessarily good guys that can beat people off the dribble. Right. Once they double them, that opens up the floodgates for them. Right. But if they're able to guard with Bam one-on-one out there, then all those Miami defenders just have to stay home. Exactly. And whenever he kicks it out, they just pressure the hell out of those guys and they can't do anything. They can't move, basically. Yeah. And now you have to rely on Middleton to do all the uh, all the groundwork and, you know, basically be your savior out there. Yeah. So, yeah. But the thing is, they, they added Drew. Now, Drew is a much better offensive option than, uh, compared to Bledsoe. But still, if Giannis doesn't have that in his game, it still makes it so much harder for Middleton and Drew to sort of be your guys that are sort of the breakdown guys. Right. And I think that they, they I mean, as far as the Bucks, I feel like they should have done a better job having Yanis catch on the move. You know what I'm saying? Like some type of curl, you know what I'm saying, post-up type situation or screening, you know what I'm saying, his man while he comes from the other block to one block, you know what I mean, and, and trying to do a quick post-up move. You know what I mean? Not the type that, you know, it's an ISO and everybody's watching you operate. The type mm-hmm. that, you know, you catch the defense slacking a little bit. But the thing is, like, even if, like, you do those little curls, if teams are able to have a rangy lineup, which is often what happens in playoffs, it's still a guy that's probably 6'8", with long arms that can contest, you know, contest those those little little shots that he's going to make. Right. And they're always, you know, going to sort of build that wall if it's a little outside 15 foot. They're going to build a wall for him. Right. And Giannis leads the league in travels and offensive fouls. So. <laughs> That's a weird stats to keep. <laughs> <laughs> no, and that's that's real. So it's sort of the, those are the things. Like he's not necessarily that much discipline where he catches his really always on the go. And even yesterday, I think, like, yes, it was a meaningless game in a sense, but the Knicks kind of exposed him. Yeah. You know, they, they built that wall, and it was just like this guy was running into people. Still. Yeah, that wall, that wall is a problem for him, man. I, I think that the raps and, you know what I'm saying, them boys draw the blueprint for that man. So when you wall up on him, man, it, it, it's a problem. You know what I mean? He yeah. hasn't figured that out. And he's, like you said, he's coming and bombing threes, and nobody coming out there. No. <laughs> no. Team. <laughs> In a game and nobody coming out there. Exactly. Yeah, you know I mean, if, because if you're out there making 15 threes in a game and that's how we're going to lose, we rather that than you punishing us inside, grabbing them offensive rebound. Exactly. If you, you're the strongest guy on the team making threes, go ahead. Do your thing. Exactly. Worse. You know what I mean? We good. 
It's as if Shaq was standing at, around, around the high post, trying to. <laughs> hey, go ahead, chill. <laughs> no, and, and that's what I think about Giannis. Like, if he's gonna really get better, it's gonna depend on him being able to make those little jumpers and having a reliable post-up game. Right. Because that because one on one from the perimeter is too hard. Right. For for him at this point. So I think it's just going to be him, you know, because in the playoffs, it's really, really hard because teams are going to switch on screens. Right. So you're rarely going to catch the defense lacking. Right. So now you're always going to find yourself in ISO situations. Right. And what do you do in those ISO situations? Right. How are you able to take advantage of that defender? By having a reliable skill set. Facts. And if you don't, what happens? Well, you look like a damn fool. <laughs> well, question know. for you, though. You think it's about that time that he started looking into playing another position? Like playing the five? Yes, sir. I think so. I think Giannis at the five is, is an answer. And I think, but moving from a five out to a four out one in in the playoffs with Giannis at the five would be a, a really, really big solution for him. It would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Be great because he's definitely strong enough to cover any five in the league. Yeah. And, and he's, he's going to keep up with him. Not, none. And and last year he showed to be one of the really, really great help defenders. That's why he won Defensive Player of the Year. Facts. You know, so they're not going to lose much by not playing Brooke. Mm. And I understand Brooke is a really good post up guy, but at this point, Brooke is not necessarily more, not that much more of a reliable shooter than Giannis. That's a fact. So, moving Brook out of the lineup so that they can't take advantage of... Because the thing is also, when they cover the, their pick-and-roll coverage... Right. Also, is dependent on the fact that they have a slow-footed big and they often just sag off of those guys. Right. And Miami just killed them with those, you know, off-the-dribble shots that they were able to make with those, you know, Duncan and Tyler or whoever. Right. Or or Dragic. Dragic actually destroyed them. So if you have Giannis that can be a little more aggressive on those pick and roll coverage at the five, and you probably end up with a lineup of Drew, uh, probably play Dante DiVincenzo, um, Middleton, Giannis, and who else would it be? Probably Bobby Portis. And you have Giannis at the five. Yeah. Then maybe you can you can switch a little bit your style. And not necessarily just always step back on those pick and rolls, be a little more aggressive, and then offensively you have four out, one in, and with Giannis at the five, and you probably play a two man game with Middleton and Giannis or Drew and Giannis. Facts. And you know you have different solutions, but the thing is, it's always also dependent on if Giannis has a switch on those two man games, can he really take advantage of that? Right. You know because. If you look at it, like those two men games, the switch is not necessarily going to have the guy pinned down down there. He's going to probably get, ha, end up having it at the miss post, but at the miss post, you can still build that wall. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. Like, he needs to get better. That's just the answer. Like, <laughs> but at the same time, though, like like you said, if he catches up at the mid post, right? Yeah. I think he's one dribble away because his go to move is that spin that he does. Yeah. If he takes one dribble and he spins, he's dunking that ball. Versus one dribble at the 
top of the key spin and he still got to put the ball on the floor, mm-hmm. it's easier for the help side to show up. But I feel like when you're that close to the rim, there's no way help side is coming, especially the way the league is made with the defensive three and the key and everything. The defense got to pick and choose which side they're going to be on. So either they show up early, which it gives them more than enough time to make that pass, yeah. or they're going to be late and he's just going to punch it on them every time. Yeah. No, that's true. That's true. That's true. I, I think, I mean, I, I think it's, to, to me, I think it's really an obvious solution to have him, to have them playing for out one in instead of five out. Yeah, maybe not for the full game, but I'll do that. Like crunch time. Yeah, yeah. crunch time, especially you know what I'm saying like the last five minutes, the game. Because the thing is, they they stay in games. You know what I mean? The, yeah, down, down the stretch, and yeah. it seems like teams knows like they're going there so comfortable. Hey, let's keep the game close enough, and at the end, we're just gonna expose them. Exactly, they're not gonna have that many solutions because they're not that adaptable. You know, right now, but they. They have guys, you know, Giannis, Giannis could be just as much as not necessarily a destructive force because he can't, you know, necessarily be, uh, shoot it like KD. But the thing is, you can move him in different positions, probably close to as much as KD because he handles it so well. And, you know, he has size and, and everything else. So you can play him at the three, you can play him at the four, you can play him at the five. So. I mean, if you move at the five, you're not losing that much, especially with the size, you know? Right. Um, let's move on to the West, where we have, you know, a couple teams that, you know, the, the LA teams, Denver, who's your pick to make it to the finals? Hmm. Um, right now, to me, it's, it's hard to, 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 to jump off the Lakers wagon until, until proven different. Yeah. Um. I, I'm still. I'm still going with the Lakers. You know. what I'm saying for, for now, early in the season, just because you know I haven't seen anything. You know. What I mean, especially with what happened to to the Clippers uh, last night. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's hard to say. And then the Clippers just beat. You know. What I'm saying Denver. Um. Uh, you know, Denver still has to show us that it wasn't a bubble effect, right? So, the only yeah. the only tangible thing that I can depend on is the fact that the the, the Raptor the, the I was gonna say the Raptor the Lakers, you know, they they just won it. Yeah. And, and they, you know, they they upgraded their roster a little bit, uh with with some, you know, two two of the of the six men of the year uh nominee. Well one is a winner, the other one was a, you know, a contender. Yeah. But, you know, with those guys and the veteran, you know, leadership of Mark Gasol and, and things like that. You know, it's fair to say that they they got better. You know, what I mean, yeah. even though they don't have you know a, a deep team, but you go off the team, they, you go off the game they played yesterday. You may feel like, damn, them boys can't be stopped. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, and they did that without you know AD. So you know, uh, it, it's easier to bet on them right now. No, uh, I I agree with you. I mean, you know, if you come out the king, you best not miss, man. Like a wise man once said, shout out to Omar. <laughs> You know, uh, and that's really it. Like the 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 Clippers look like they they need another shot creator right now. Um, you know, you saw last uh, yesterday without Kawhi, they they're a fragile team. You know, you take one of those two top two guys out, now you're relying on Luke Kennard to be your second option. Right. And I understand that he got paid, but I don't know if right now he could be the second best guy on a potential championship team. Or even the third best guy, so 
you know, not not having one of those two guys is 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 a problem. And like they upgraded obviously with uh, Ibaka compared to Montrez, but at the same time, the thing with Montrez with the regular season is that he he scores a lot of points and he's able to create his his own offense. Whereas Ibaka kind of needs other guys to, you know, feed him and, you know, he's able to, he protects the rim better. Ibaka is probably better suited for the playoffs than Montrez is, but the regular season, day to day, that's, that's Montrez stuff. I mean, that, that's what he, that's where he makes his money, you know, because he beats up on a lot of those bad teams and a lot of those bad defenders that's, that come off the bench and it's just, he just gets a lot of buckets. So, so that's why I think the Lakers are probably going to be like, they're going to have a solid regular season. I think they're going to win a whole lot of games because they have, like you said, they have those two six men. And you add in the fact that AD is probably going to be playing at an MVP level. Same for Braun. I mean, it. yeah, they, they have the depth. They have the talent. I don't see why they, they wouldn't come off. The, like, I like, the, I like the Clippers more than most, I think. Because I still think with Kawhi at a high level with... Uh, Paul George playing at a high level. Right. They have what it takes. Kawhi looks sharp, by the way, until he got hit in the mouth. Yeah. Kawhi. He looks a lot more mobile than he did in the bubble. Yep. I think I think the bubble was... It's kind of overrated what happened for them there. Right. Because... I don't know if Denver wins three games in a row if they have to move from the Pepsi Center to the Staples Center back and forth. That, that's why I said they still have to show us... Yeah. Now, you know what I mean? Even though, you know, the, the arenas are still empty. But even that, you know what I mean? Like, depending on where they go, because some of these places, they allow fans. <laughs> so if they let their fans, you know what I'm saying, the arena, then it's like you got the same vibe going on. Yeah, and, and, and fans are no fans. It's just the comfort level from paying in your arena compared to another one. It's just it's just a different thing. Like, I mean, whenever we played in the arena, 3,000 fans. I mean, some of, some of those gyms were pretty empty, but just the comfort level from playing at home versus the road is two completely different things. So I, I think the bubble where you didn't have to move, you played at the same spot, it's like you said, it's essentially an AU tournament. So everybody's on the same playing field. So it, you know, a lot of guys, and you mentioned it, like some guys that really look good in practice, you know, <laughs> they can take advantage of that. And, I think for that team, that might have been something something that they took advantage of. Whereas the Clippers, it, it kind of cost them. So, I think I think they're still an elite team. I think they should probably be looked on as like I I put the Lakers and the Nets in that same tier of like they're the two best teams in the league. Right. But I feel like the Clippers are right next. Like among like that second tier, I think they're the best among like the Bucks Nuggets. And probably probably have like Miami in there, uh, yeah. I think they're the most, I guess, talented when you you think about the one-two punch. Yeah, uh, and I feel like that's why we bet on them so much. It's the fact that we know how good Kawhi Kawhi is in the same level as the you know the the KDs and the the LeBrons. You know, mm-hmm. when healthy. Yeah, PG. You know, what I'm saying as far as talent go, he might be probably the most talented number two. You know what I'm saying? Out there. That's just, you know, he... Keep PG more talented than Kyrie? Talent, yeah. Not not skills or the whole package as far as, like, the, the finished product, but 
impact. I mean, you know, PG pretty much does what Kyrie does at at six ten or whatever he is. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's just, you know, that the 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 it's about the delivery. The you know what I'm saying when when it comes to playing. You know, what I mean, Kyrie ain't shy from the big moments. He yeah is for those. Right. He's really you know a baby mama. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he's for those moments, man. He doesn't shy away. Yeah, I mean, he, we know what he could do in those moments. That's facts. That's definitely true. As a basketball player, he has all the tools to be a great. That's how I said. Yeah. Nah, but yeah, some of the things that Paul Drew does is like the way he looked on on that first regular season game and on Christmas. I mean, he was looking dangerous. Like right, dangerous, dangerous. And that's why we get so mad because we yeah. see that you know what I'm saying in Spurs, and we're like, yo, why can't you give that every night? Yeah. That's facts. That's facts. That's definitely true. All right. Is there anything else you wanted to touch on? No, sir. No, sir. Hey, man. You know, always a pleasure. 